재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, in the United States, this catastrophic flood in the state of Louisiana has now become the worst natural disaster to strike the nation since Hurricane Sandy four years ago. In the last year alone, the number of flood events have ravaged communities all over the United States, putting a strain on its emergency management system and reminding us of what climate change may have in store for the rest of us. To help us learn more, we are pleased to have joining us from King's College London, geography professor David Demerit. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Professor. Uh, you would agree that these um, major flooding and other extreme weather events we are seeing is indeed a direct link to climate change? Uh, it's a bit difficult to say. So it, they are consistent with what you would expect, but it's quite difficult to attribute any given event to climate change. So imagine you're playing a game of cards. That's kind of So the cards, each card is like the weather. And you draw an ace. And you draw a second ace. And you draw a third ace. Three aces in a row. So that's quite unlikely. Hmm. But if you have a normal set of cards, that's still possible. Um, and climate change has the effect of kind of stacking the deck, of putting more aces in the, in the deck. So if the flooding this last month in Louisiana is like drawing three aces in a row, um, well, we know that, there, that that's possible, that there are, there are aces in the deck. But it's quite difficult to say until it's happened over and over and over again whether uh, we've stacked the deck or whether we've just had a, a spell of really bad luck. Right. So what you can say for sure is that this kind of really intense rainfall is consistent with, with the uh, climate predictions, but it is quite difficult to attribute any particular event to climate change per se. Yeah, and, and certainly um, we could, of course, set aside the actual causes. But if we look at these events, Professor, what would you say the effect of these are? I, even though perhaps um, uh, we know that sometimes it feels like an event far away from us, but are there certain real effects to urbanization as far as these uh, risks of flooding are concerned? Well, so one of the things that urbanization does is that it uh, it interferes with the, the with runoff processes, and so as I understand the events in Baton Rouge, um, so Baton Rouge is on, is on the Mississippi. It, you know, the Mississippi is the biggest watershed in the United States, um, and uh, has been Baton Rouge is a place that has had loads of flooding over the years because it will it will rain far up in the watershed in Minnesota or Ohio or mm. way up in the middle of the United States and Baton Rouge sit at the bottom of the drain all that rain falls it goes into the Mississippi and the Mississippi rises and floods out Baton Rouge um, or parts of it the interesting thing about this last set of flooding was it was not particularly because it had lots of rain and the, the, the river overflowed banks. Um, it was that they had tons and tons and tons. It just didn't stop raining. Right. And so all sorts of places in town, you know, the governor's mansion, governor's mansion built on high, relatively high ground uh, in the mid-19th century. I mean, they had 
the poor governor and his family had to be evacuated from the from the mansion. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, so this was kind of surface water flooding. This is when it, it rains so hard uh, and for so long that the water piles up on the land. It doesn't have can't run off fast enough. Um, uh, so this is quite extraordinary. It rained and r- rained and rained and rained, and it flooded in places that no one was really expecting it to flood. Um, uh, so that that is quite unusual and unsettling, right. um, and, and uh, is a bit harder to to manage. It, it is difficult, and if we just look at the the situation in the United States, as you well know, uh, it's often um, a disaster that also has uh, severe political consequences. Uh, Hurricane Katrina uh, largely uh, blamed for perhaps damaging the entirety, the the rest of uh, then George W. Bush's presidency. Uh, President Barack Obama currently facing a lot of criticism right now as far as how he's personally um perhaps handle the situation but overall what types of flood prevention and management strategies do you feel need to be developed further to mitigate these kind of damages that we're seeing so there are probably three things that you can do um the first thing that you can do is you can build structural flood defenses so you can build upstream dams um uh so we have lots of we have lots of dams in the mississippi there are uh um and they help to control the water. Um, uh, the problem with dams and dikes and levees, though, is that uh, uh, you can only build them so high, and they're very expensive, mm. and sometimes there's too much water, and you have flooding anyway. So the second thing that you can do is you can try to build your houses and your cities in the right places. Um, and so you don't want to build them in places that are liable to flood. And so you need to have strong building regulations and planning codes to prevent people from building in the wrong places. So here in the United States, since the 1960s, they've had a program uh, called the... The third thing you can do is you can have, after, because flooding sometimes happens despite your best efforts, uh, you can have insurance Mm -hmm. to help people clean up and pay for the damages. Um, And so here in the United States... Since 1968, they've had something called the National Flood Insurance Program, uh, whereby uh, the federal government underwrites private flood insurance. um, And as a condition for receiving flood insurance, people are supposed to, the places that people live in their towns and whatnot, are supposed to have regulations that prevent them from building in the wrong places. Um, and partly for historical reasons, partly for political pressure, um, uh, it's a whole lot easier if you're a politician to kind of come riding to the rescue with bailout money afterwards. Um, everyone's generally pretty grateful. Uh, than it is to say before, uh, no, you really can't do that because that will be too dangerous and too expensive. Right. You don't win many votes that way. Um, whereas kind of Riding to the rescue with bailout money afterwards is quite successful uh, politically. Right. And so efforts to control development are hard, um, but really necessary. Yeah, certainly if a country like the United States uh, struggles with this, you can imagine some of the more difficulties uh, countries like South Korea would certainly also uh, deal with. We're going to have to leave it there, but Professor, thank you again for joining us. Really appreciate it.
Oh, my pleasure. Have a good evening. Thank you. That was Professor David Demerit from King's College London.